Welcome to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. I'm your host, Steve Coates. This week, I am talking about Avalanche Sharks from 2014, directed by Scott Wheeler. This movie was not that bad. It wasn't that great. Very middle of the road. I didn't hate my watch of it. Uh, enough of it. We'll get more into that later. Let's just jump into the plot of this thing. So we started off on a snowy mountainside. Uh, there's a guy in like a search and rescue truck. Uh, we see people snowboarding. Like A lot of it's like GoPro footage and shit like that. They come up to an area that's been taped off, and one of the guys asks if it's weird that a sign like that gives him a hard-on. And then the other dude's like, yeah, not really, just that part about the signs giving you a hard-on. Oh, it's such a stupid line. I, uh, whatever, they're dumb. They rip the tape off, and they start snowboarding down the mountain. Uh, the guy in the rescue truck loads, like, a cannon thing, and it's one of those cannons that they use to set off an avalanche. Um, they actually do this a lot in mountains to like prevent people from getting trapped in avalanches. So they'll actually cause one and then open up the mountain or whatever. So this thing hits right near the snowboarders. We see some glowy light and then like a shark fan appears in the snow and it snatches one of the snowboarders like very quickly. A lot of the deaths in this movie actually happen quite quickly, which is kind of a disappointment because the design of the sharks isn't actually that bad. It's kind of cool. But every time we see them, we don't really get like a super good look at them, which it's really unfortunate because it actually, like I said, it looks half decent. I, I don't know why they didn't want to show it more, but that's this is kind of what we got. The other one boards right into a tree and impales himself on a fucking branch. He keeps saying, like, oh, it's okay, I just I just need a bandage. And then he starts, like, pulling himself out, and he's like, okay, maybe I need some stitches. Then he pulls himself off the branch. We see the shark fin, like, slowly approach him. It kind of starts off, like, translucent or see-through, and then becomes more opaque as it gets closer. And then it comes out of the snow, lunges at him, and opening credits. Uh, but, but right before that, when we see him on the ground after he's impaled himself with the branch, when he's on the ground, there's like no holes or anything in his jacket where he was impaled. Like his jacket is just completely fine and he has like some blood on his shoulder and that's it. So there's, you know, a few continuity errors we got going on here. During the opening credits, they're done over like a child's drawing of the avalanche sharks. They do explain that a little bit later. I was so confused when this first came up and just like, what the fuck is the point of this? It comes up later. It's not that important or great, but it, there is at least a reason for it. So I'll give them that. Now we're outside this house. There's a guy in an SUV. His name is Randy. He honks his horn. This girl in a bikini, co bikini top comes out. Her name is Becca. She steps out. She says, five minutes. He gets all mad and says, like, this doesn't fit into my plan. This guy's a real fucking douche, too. It's He's just a real douche canoe. <laughs> she gives him the stink eye. Then she goes back inside. There's another girl getting ready. I think her name is uh, Lacey. A lot of the names I didn't get in this because some of these girls look exactly the fucking same to me. Like, they're just all, like, blonde and like pretty looking and they, they just all look the same. Like they're so interchangeable that I have character name written character names written down. I don't know if they're completely accurate. So some people I will just refer to by like their job description because, and even in the movie, they don't always say their names all the time. And in the IMDB pages, like the sheriff's name is like Dale or Mark or something. But on IMDb, he's just credited as sheriff. So I'm just going to credit people like this. I don't know if the names are 100%, but they got to be pretty damn close. So just just a heads up. So Lacey uh, tells her Randy is getting anxious, blah, blah, blah. And then Becca starts reading like Randy's itinerary, which is like crazy specific and like down to like the minutes that they need to stop like take a piss break, all that kind of shit. It's so stupid. Like this guy is such a pain in the ass and they're being nice to him because he's like Lacey's cousin's college friend or something. So 
uh, whatever. But he's driving them to the Mammoth Mountain where the rest of this fucking takes place. And this scene is also a little unnecessary because, like, we're introduced to these characters and, like, we really only ever see Randy that much. And he's kind of just going to give some exposition in a little bit here. But other than that, like, it was kind of fucking pointless. Like, we really didn't need this because we don't spend that much time with them. And then even when we do, like, there's no connection for us emotionally to these characters. So, like, I really don't give a shit about this at all. But anyways... Lacey says if they get there early enough, they can get a run or two in and maybe tan. And then Becca says, like, oh, no, I'm just going to find some rich dude to take me shopping. Ugh, already hater. Now we're at a mountainside cabin. A girl, Madison, wakes up in the bed calling for Wade. Um, she basically insinuates that he's been in the military and he's just been back for a couple of weeks. So she's basically just the girlfriend of exposition at this point. He comes into the room pacing, he sits on the bed, and he exclaims that his brother and his retard friends, their words, not mine, um, (laughs) have left already. She says that they're probably just out having fun, and Wade says, like, they're gonna get busted, he knows it. They have some dumb conversation about age, and like, oh, show me your ID, what's your age, blah, 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 and then they make out on the bed. I didn't even bother writing down what they were talking about, because it was just, like I said, it was just stupid and pointless. Becca wakes up in the SUV. Uh, She asks Wade to pull over so she can pee. And he says, like, they've already made their fuel stop. And, like, that was her last chance to pee. This guy is just such a nutcase. And he just sounds like no fun to be around at all. Like, I I would not want to drink a beer with this guy. He just seems like a fucking pain in the ass. So she says if he doesn't pull over, she's going to pee in his car. He says, oh, how do you know I won't like that? They're all just grossed out by it, of course, because they don't even know this guy. And he's already being a pain in the ass and he's making these kind of jokes. Like, it's just so stupid. Ah, it's frustrating. Anyways, he says, okay, I'll pull over for an unscheduled P-stop if I can try out my new story on you guys. Becca's like, fuck no, just pull over. And Lacey's like, no, that's fine. It's a fine deal. Whatever, we'll listen to your story. What's your fucking story here? So he starts telling them about a spirit that haunts Mammoth Mountain, which is where they're going. So this is Randy's story of exposition, as I mentioned earlier. Becca asks why they have to hear this story. He says, maybe it will scare some ladies into bed with him. Yeah, he's going to scare some ladies, but they're not going to fucking bed with him because this dude's fucking annoying. Okay, like he's not getting anybody. (laughs) And we'll see evidence of this later, actually, like twice. So like if anybody does sleep with him, they really need to reevaluate their lives because this guy is just such an idiot. It would just be such a big mistake. (laughs) Uh, So he says this beast called Skookum lurks in the mountain, preying on skiers and snowboarders. Lacey asks, like, where this beast came from. He says it came from a galaxy far away, so some stupid Star Wars reference. And then Becca says if his story has a beeping robot, she's going to shoot him in the face. Okay, so I guess she's not a Star Wars fan. (laughs) That's the only point of that part of the conversation I could think of. So then Randy goes on and continues, and he says, a planet of sharks was trying to save their race because the planet was dying. And then we just cut to the mountain and then of people skiing. So, like, even the movie thought this guy's story was bullshit. Like, they're just like, oh, no, we can't even do it. We filmed this thing. We can't even fucking put it in here. It's just stupid. So we get a bunch of footage on the mountain, like, people skiing, doing tricks and shit. And then there's two girls that are, like, gearing up to go ski. They're not wearing much at all. Like, they're wearing super tight pants, tight shirts. The sheriff comes over. He tells them they better cover up or he's going to have to cite them. And one of them says, it's spring break, Sheriff. The other says, yeah, everything goes. And then she fucking takes off her shirt and she's wearing like a bikini top. And then she just throws her shirt at the sheriff. And so now she's just wearing tight leggings and a bikini top on a mountain to go skiing. Like, I really hope they got paid well to be like this unclothed in the snow. I highly doubt that they did. But so she throws her jacket at the sheriff and then he just starts walking away, carrying her jacket like. I I get that maybe he's kind of a cool sheriff, but, like, maybe you shouldn't do that to the police. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just saying. Just just an idea. So then we cut back to Wade and Madison's, the fucking army guy. They're coming down the stairs, and he asks if she's ready for a workout. She says, well, did we just have a workout, a.k.a. sexy times? And he's like, huh, no, you don't know me very well. That was a little bit of R&R. <sighs> okay. Stupid. Then they head out of the house, and now we're back at the mountain again. 
this movie does this a few times and I feel like I've mentioned this the last few weeks with the movies I've mentioned is like, they'll just cut to scenes that like we really didn't need. It's like scenes you need to film to get characters from point A to point B, but like they're cutting out this, they're putting in the stuff that like we really don't need to see them coming down the stairs, having that conversation. Didn't need it. Don't care. So we're back at the sheriff at the mountain uh, he meets his wife or girlfriend or something. They basically plan sexy times. And then we cut away to two spring break girls walking through the woods. The ones from earlier, the ones who were basically undressing in front of the fucking sheriff. Some creepy mountain dude is watching them. His name is Duffy. He bends down to his dog and says, half a century ago, I would have given them what for. I... I don't know if he's implying that he would rape them if it was like half a century ago, but that's kind of the impression I got with what he was saying. Like, it was very weird and creepy. So uncomfortable. As the girls walk, we see the shark fin. It's translucent looking. The mountain dude sees us and says, oh shit, they're back. And then it just cuts to black. So like, we know the sharks were about to attack them and like, they don't even show anything. So that's pretty fucking disappointing. Cause like, we've already seen the sharks at this point. So why not just show every attack after that? It, I don't know if they were trying to build tension or something. They were, they went about it the wrong way, whatever they were trying to accomplish here. So we just, we have a whole lot of footage of like nothing. It's like stock footage of the mountain. And then finally we get to two people snowshoeing Ross and Carol Ross asks if they could go to the hot tub party instead. And, and then she says, oh, you know, he's lucky he was even invited to the bonfire. We learned that they're cousins. Um, and then we cut to this party. I don't know why this scene just reminded me of like American Pie. Just the music that was playing and the way that people were interacting. It just kind of reminded me of that kind of era. And this was made in 2014. So it, it had more of like an early 2000s feel to it. I don't know how else to explain it. Maybe if somebody else watches it, they can figure it out but anyways some girl is pouring like a shit ton of gasoline on some firewood somebody is egging her on to add more i think it was randy not 100 percent sure like i said a lot of these like girls and dudes are just interchangeable with each other it doesn't matter wade and madison show up they say hi to these two and then wade asks if they've seen his brother anywhere they haven't um everybody's getting like super stoked to light this bonfire now And then we cut to the sheriff and his wife at their house. So again, we're just fucking cutting all over the place here. They're making lobster. We learn that she's a marine biologist because fucking of course she is. We need a marine biologist uh, in this fucking ski town. It is explained later. We'll find out why. But yeah, but just of course, right? Wade calls the sheriff and he asks about his brother and that, you know, his brother and his friend went out and they didn't show up to the party. The sheriff says, like, he can't initiate a missing person report until, like, 24 hours later that he should try the ski patrol to see if they can find him. So, like, the the sheriff basically just brushes him off um, because we see his girlfriend sucking on his fingers while he's on the phone with them. So he's just like, nah, I don't want to deal with this. I just want to sit here and get my fucking fingers sucked instead. That's a better use of my time as a sheriff. <laughs> Fuck me. So Wade goes up to a guy at the party who works for the ski patrol. I'm just going to call him like ski patrol guy, ski patrol douche. I think his name was Dale. It does not matter. He's a ski patrol guy and he's a douchebag. So we get everything we need to know right from there. He's hitting on some girl. And again, he basically brushes weight off, says like he's probably hooked up with a girl from the next town over or something. The mountain man, Duffy from behind them says it was skookum. And then the ski patrol says, like, he needs to go away. He's just freaking people out. Duffy starts yelling to everyone at the party, and the music just stops. And he says, there is no escape from Skookum now. I didn't do any research into this name. I don't know if this is, like, a real uh, name of a spirit or god or something. I kind of feel like it's made up. It just sounds like somebody's kid was choking and Skookum came out and then they came up with that and like, Oh yeah, that'd make a great name for a spirit God in a movie. But like I said, I don't know. It may actually be a legitimate name. I'm just saying what it sounds like to me. So then Duffy goes on to say, you know, they've tasted human flesh. He knows he's seen it before and they're going to keep feeding. The ski patrol guy calls him a lunatic, pulls him aside and tells him to just give it up. Duffy keeps going off. He keeps exclaiming that they're all going to die. Ski patrol 
just tells him to go, and so he leaves. And then the ski patrol guy goes back up to Wade and basically refuses to help look for him. One of the party goers follows Duffy and asks him about seeing this stuff before, like the skookum or whatever. Uh, Duffy tells him to go away, and so he just wanders off. The shark finds him and eats him, leaving only his feet and ski goggles behind. Um, we learn later that this was Ross, the cousins that were uh, snowshoeing earlier. And then we cut to the next day, sunny day of the mountainside, fucking gorgeous day for skiing. Everyone's loving it. Wade and Madison are drinking at a bar. Wade is still worried about his brother. Madison says, like, since Wade's been gone so long, he's not used to checking in with him because we've learned that Wade's been, like, uh, serving for two years and he's only been back for two weeks or something. Blah, blah, blah. Madison says, you know, they're not in a combat zone. They're at a ski lodge with hot babes. And so, you know, Shredder, which is what they call his brother, is just hooking up with some girls. That's all it is. It's not. He's dead. <laughs> so we go back with Duffy, and he's with his sled dogs, and they're climbing up the mountain. We see this Finn start following him. He grabs a gun, and as he does, the dogs fuck off without him. He falls down. We go back to the ski lodge. Wade confronts the ski patrol guy who's outside just fucking tanning. And he's wearing, okay, it's weird. He's tanning, but he's wearing like a fucking wife beater and this bronze Olympic medal that apparently he won for skiing. And so like, he's just his arms and face exposed, but he's sitting there like he's sun tanning. It was, I don't know. It was kind of weird. You know, Wade insists, you know, his brother and friend are missing and it's his job to go and find them. The ski patrol douche says it's spring break. There's kids everywhere, but he's made a report and they'll be announcing it over the PA. Yeah, that'll fucking solve everything. So yeah, this guy is like just fucking useless too. One of the ski patrol guy's friends says like they hate spring break. Uh, the ski patrol guy says he does too, but he loves all the girls that come out because they love a man in uniform. Trust me, dude, no one is loving you in your uniform or your lack thereof at this point while you're suntanning with your fucking Olympic medal hanging around your neck. And, like, this dude looks like he's probably, like, 45 or 50. So he won this medal, like, probably 20 years ago. And that's all he's accomplished in his life. And that's the kind of character he is. Like, you guys know what I'm talking about here. Now we're back at the bar. One of the cousins, uh, Carol, from earlier, comes in. She goes up to a guy named Lars. He's the owner of the mountain. Uh, He asks her what's wrong. She explains her cousin Ross didn't come home last night. He says, oh, come sit down. Tell Uncle Lars all about it. And she sits down. And it's like, okay, you're the owner of the mountain, but you're, like, hitting on this girl as she's trying to tell you that her cousin's missing. Like, ah. And then, like, she just tells him everything that happened. And, like, he's clearly not interested in any way, shape, or form. And then, of course, he just says what everybody's been saying about every person that's gone missing is that he's probably just hooked up with some girl and they're going to do the nasty. But Carol insists, like, no, that's not what's happening. Uh, You know, he says, oh, you know what? I'm the owner. I'll, I'll look into it. And, you know, then the camera kind of pans away. So we lose track of the conversation. The sheriff comes in. He sits at a table. The cousin comes over as soon as he sits down, tells him what's happening. Lars comes over and says, like, ski patrol is going to be sent out and they'll have a great they have a great ski patrol. So, like, there's no need to bother the sheriff. Nothing to worry about. They've got it under control. No, they don't. Lars is an asshole. He's friends with ski patrol guys. So nothing is going to get fucking done about this at all. (laughs) So Lars starts chatting up an Asian woman. She doesn't speak good English. And Lars asks her if she needs skis. And she hands him, like, a credit card and says, oh, yes, you rent very expensive skis. So, like, this credit card just gave him, like, a massive money boner. And he's just taking advantage of somebody who can't speak the language that well, which is pretty terrible. So, yeah, we already, we we don't like Lars. We already knew that. But just this little moment, just little icing on the cake, little cherry on the cake there, right? Wade and Madison are in the woods now. They're calling out for his brother. We see Carol go up to a few people in a hot tub. They invite her in, but she says Ross is missing. So then, of course, Randy offers to help find Ross. One of the girls in the tub asks why he's helping. I don't know if any of these girls are the one, uh, any of the ones from the 
van earlier or the SUV, like when he was picking them up, I couldn't tell. I honestly could not tell if they were the same people or if these were three completely different girls he was with. Like I could not tell you not that it matters, but again, like I'm saying, some of these characters are just so interchangeable. They really could have put like three people in this movie. and It would have been exactly the fucking same. So Randy, you know, he's being a nice guy. Because they said, he says, after they find Ross, maybe she'll be down to board, a.k.a. the sex. <laughs> Fucking Randy, man. Jesus. So he wants to find the missing person just so he can get laid. Uh, just reaffirming that everybody in this movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> so a couple are walking around, Barb and Mike. Mike asks why they're doing this. And she says, oh, you know, we're on vacation. But Mike says, well, you know, yeah, we're on vacation. We should be high or drunk. She turns around, says they're doing this for their relationship, and they can't just sit around, drink, and have sex all the time. He asks, why not? I thought I thought you liked beer. She starts walking away, because obviously he's being a douche. He says he needs a minute because he's out of shape and doesn't work out well when he's not high. Such a lame-ass excuse. This guy's just an asshole. Like, that's all there is to it, plain and simple. She starts to unzip her top and says if he can keep up with her, she'll give him a sex treat. And he's like, Oh, what kind of sex treat? Like, motherfucker, does it really matter? <laughs> like, she's offering you a sex treat to just all you have to do is walk. Like, if this is the easiest way you'll ever get sex in your entire life because you just sound like a fucking douche and you literally have to do nothing. Ugh. Yeah, Mike's an idiot. Barb's an idiot for being with Mike, so they're both kind of idiots. So now we're back to Ski Patrol douche. He's still fucking sun tanning. He gets a call on the walkie from Lars about adding Ross to the list of list of missing kids. Duffy starts running around outside the ski resort yelling, everyone's going to die. No one does anything about it. And they're just kind of like, oh, this guy. And then we're back in the woods with Wade and Madison. Barb and Mike are by a lake. And Mike says, now I've caught you. It's sexual treat time. And then Barb says, out here? Like, she's the one that who basically suggested that earlier. Like, it was very suggestive that they were going to do something, like, right there. So, I don't know why she's surprised all of a sudden. And Mike says, like, you know, they're alone in the middle of nowhere. And then Barb asks if Mike loves her. She wants him to say the words. He doesn't. He just, like, basically stares there blank and just, he won't even say it. We go to a POV of the shark for a bit. And then we go back to Barb. And she says she's leaving and that he's never going to see her again. So they kind of argue back and forth, and all she wants him to do is say, I love you. That's all Mike has to do, but he won't do it because Mike is an asshole. <laughs> so while they're yelling, the shark comes up, bites her in half. She's on the snow fucking bleeding. Mike sees her, and he just fucks off. He runs the other direction. He does not even try to pick her up. He does not even offer to help in any way. Just he runs off. He's gone. <laughs> And as he runs away, the shark returns and grabs the rest of her. And again, these shots of the shark grabbing people are so fucking quick. Like, I wish they had slowed it down or focused on it a bit more. But, ah, this is what we got. So then we're back to the resort. Duffy is in a room with the sheriff. The sheriff has, like, his own, like, portable, uh, like, sheriff's office like it's uh on the side of the mountain it's in like literally one of those like school portable things so the sheriff and duffy are in there duffy says to get his gun and that uh skookum ate his luna his uh lead uh sled dog then says something about how they weren't supposed to come back it's been 25 years um, the ski patrol guy is in there now and he just wants him locked up until he calms down he just like He's like, could you not just like lock him in a room until he settles down and then deal with this shit? And the sheriff said like, well, this dude used to be pretty harmless, but like something has set him off. Like he's acting like this for a reason. And then Duffy screams out like the blood is going to flow like a river. You're all going to be shredded to bits. We're back out in the woods. Mike comes across Wade and Madison and tells them about Barb, like, being ripped in half. It, he just says it was some animals. He doesn't know exactly what it was. And then Wade keeps asking what animals, and he just keeps repeating, why didn't he just tell her I loved her? Why didn't I just tell her I loved her? Blah, blah, blah. And then finally replies, sharks! They just swam up and ripped her to pieces. 
they hear the shark and they decide to run away. And now we're back in the sheriff's office. The sheriff puts cuffs on Duffy. His wife comes in, brings him like some leftover lobster from their fucking finger sucking uh, escapade they had the other night. And then the sheriff says, oh, I thought I ate everything in sight. Hey, oh, God damn. Duffy points at her and says, ask her. She's seen them, too. She asks, like, what he's talking about, and Duffy says, Skuckum is back. She looks terrified, so she tells the sheriff to open a file from March 14th, 25 years ago. He opens it up, and it's the drawing from the opening credits, so the child's drawing. He asks what it is, and she says something killed her parents. So this is a drawing that she did when she was a kid, and I guess the police took it because, like, oh, this is what the little girl saw or whatever. So, yeah, we find out her parents were killed by the sharks, and uh, Duffy is the one who actually carried her to safety. Um, she says she's been searching for proof of these creatures for years, and it's the only reason uh, it's the only reason she's still there. Um, yeah, way to make the sheriff feel special, right? Yeah, the only reason I'm still here is because of the sharks, not because of you. So she says, I think her name is Diana, I think. We're Dana, Diana. We'll go with Diana for now. Uh, so she says there is a Native American legend that uh, white sharks swam upriver into an alpine lake and they swim through the snow like they swim through water. And then Duffy chimes in and says, they love people meat. <laughs> and the sheriff says, like, what am I supposed to do? Call up the state troopers and ask for the Ghostbusters? But eventually he agrees to go and check out Alpine Lake. And now we're back with uh, the ski patrol guy. He comes up to Lars and says Duffy has been trying to get people off the mountain, but Lars says a couple more days and they'll be debt free. So I guess their plan is to just make a bunch of money this weekend and that they're like going to retire or something. They don't really explain it. I guess just if it if the weekend goes well, they'll be out of debt and start making a profit. Maybe they don't explain it really much. It doesn't matter. All we need to know is that they're assholes. So now we're back with uh, Wade, Madison and Mike. They're walking through the woods. They stop for a second and Madison sees the shark fins behind them. She says like they need to run. Mike is on his knees saying love is the answer. He just keeps saying this and Wade is like, what the hell are you doing? Like, let's go. Mike says he's not afraid anymore. He's like, I love you guys, and I love Barb. The sharks, like, start to surround him. Then the fins, like, disappear. And he says, like, see, it's working. I love you guys. Wade says they need to move. Like, they need to get the fuck out of there. Mike just goes on. He says, I love my parents. I love my job. I'm not going to smoke weed anymore because love is the answer. And then a shark pops up, bites his leg. He screams. The other shark pops up and they pull him down and Wade and Madison run. Um, love was not the answer. Love is not the answer to killing these sharks. So, you know, Mike died for nothing. <laughs> also, I uh, I highly doubt he loved his job and he was going to stop smoking weed. Like, what did that have to do with anything? Fuck off, Mike. I'm glad you're dead. And now we cut to Carol and Randy. They're looking for Ross in the woods. They come across his goggles in the snow, and Randy says he'll take her to the sheriff, because obviously something's wrong. Diana and the sheriff uh, find Wade and Madison. They pull over. They're on uh, snowmobiles. They tell them what happened. The sheriff asks, like, where the body is, and Wade is like, it's stomach? Where's the... There's no body. <laughs> like, it's, an animal ate him, like, fucking whole, dude. There's nothing. Then we see the two fins start to approach them. Diana tells him to shoot. The sheriff just stares, like, asking what it is. And everyone's yelling at him to fucking shoot. He's just like, what is it? What is it? Who, If people tell you to start shooting something that's coming towards you, and, like, it's a bunch of people, maybe just go for it, man. Like, there's something... You can see something coming towards you. Like, there's... Shoot first, ask questions later in the situation. Like, come on, dude. So, yeah, the sheriff, like, completely freezes. Wade grabs the gun and he starts shooting. It obviously has little effect. A shark kind of pops up and they drive away on the snowmobiles. So again, we don't even get a really good look at the sharks. We saw more fins than anything. At the sheriff's office, Carol, Lars, Wade, and the sheriff 
and Madison are all in there arguing. Lars doesn't believe any of them, or he doesn't want to because he thinks he's retiring soon, right? So he just wants everything to go well. Again, like we see this character in just about every movie, except instead of a beach, it's a fucking snow resort this time, right? Everyone else is trying to get the sheriff to get extra help, but Lars doesn't want that. The sheriff yells at everyone to calm down. He says something strange is going on because they have five people missing. And it's like, yeah, that is weird, stupid. Like, come on. The mayor enters the office asking what this is all about, closing the mountain. And the sheriff says, again, there's five people missing. Like something's happening. We need to close the mountain, you fucking idiots. Lars leans into the sheriff and says, you know, snow sharks. The sheriff fucking yells. Duffy says one of them ate his dog. And the mayor says he's sorry that no one should have to worry about snow sharks eating their dog and laughs it off. Asshole. I hate the sheriff. He's making fun of this guy's dead dog. Like, fuck you. Hope the sheriff dies too. (laughs) Not the sheriff, the mayor, sorry. But of course, the mayor says that the mountain is the town's bread and butter and they need this weekend to survive. We hear this speech in every fucking movie almost. (laughs) Then the mayor asks, like, exactly what did the sheriff see? The sheriff says, like, he's not sure. It was moving too fast. Diana says it wasn't a prank. It was skookum. The mayor says they don't have enough evidence to close anything down. Wade says they need to call in search and rescue. Lars says no, because then they just charge him money and find nothing. So he's more concerned about losing money than about these people missing. Like, this guy should not be running a ski resort, and the mayor should not be mayor. And I hope they die spectacularly. (laughs) So then Ski Patrol Dude says he'll have some people check the back trails, And the mayor seems satisfied with that and leaves with Lars. And, uh, like, why didn't the ski patrol guy do this already? Like, that just seems like the minimal amount of work that he could have done to satisfy everybody. Like, oh, God, he's so fucking lazy. He's such a fucking has-been. He's kind of like the uncle from Napoleon Dynamite, where it's like he was a big star way back when, but he can't get over the fact that he's not a big star now. You know, he's, like, living in the fucking past. That's who the ski patrol douches. So now Lars, the mayor, and the ski patrol guy are meeting in Lars's office. The mayor asks if the ski patrol dude is up for being sheriff for the rest of the season, and he says, yeah, job should have been mine in the first place. Like, this place is shitty enough with Lars and the mayor, and now they're giving this asshole more power? Like, fuck me, what a terrible idea this is. Jesus. The mayor says he'll swear him in, and the sheriff will be done. This is the best snow they've had in 25 years, and they're not going to let some crazy kids and a cop with cabin fever ruin it. Idiots. Idiots, idiots, idiots. So now we're back in the sheriff's office. He's grabbing a gun from his wall. Wade uh, Wade offers to be a deputy because of his military experience. The sheriff agrees, um, but the sheriff is still the one calling the shots. He wants to make that clear. Who cares? Sheriff and Wade leave the office. Randy goes back to the hot tub. They invite him back in, and he says he'd love to, but he's got to get some runs in. Sure, yeah, there's three women in a hot tub in bikinis inviting you in, but you got to get some runs in. Yeah, that's a good use of your time. I'll fucking take your spot, you dumbass. And, like, he's the one who's been talking this whole time. Like, oh, yeah, I just want to be around girls, blah, blah, blah. And then, like they're being offered up to him on like a silver platter. And he's just like, no, I'm going to go skiing instead. Ah, idiots. Sheriff and Wade are out on the snowmobile looking for the sharks. Madison flags them down and points to where the sharks are. We see some snow flying up in the air. The sheriff says over there, he goes to shoot. Wade moves the sheriff's arm out of the way. Uh, It's just a guy fucking snow blowing some snow. And then ski patrol douche is there. So apparently this sheriff is fucking blind as well as dumb. The ski patrol douche hands the sheriff his termination papers. He says he has 12 hours to move out all of his stuff because there's a new sheriff in town. Ski patrol guy says his first duty as sheriff is to lock them up. He's charging Wade with impersonating a police officer. But I think they basically just kind of agree to like stay out of his way or something. So ski douche takes the guns away. Sheriff reminds them that they have, like, five missing people, and, like, they better find them. Wade yells to the other skiers, there's five dead people on the mountain, and they should all leave. 
Lars reminds everyone that the bikini skiing will begin uh, beginning soon. So like this, this whole bikini skiing or like bikini contest was in the plot description for this movie, but it never happens. We don't get it, which is super disappointing. Like if you're not going to show me sharks, then give me some eye candy. Like you got to give us something here. Like you can't just tease that and not follow through with it. Like fuck you guys. It's like fucking clickbait, man. Jesus. So they all kind of start to walk away. The one guy goes back to snowblowing and then like almost immediately one of the sharks takes him and the snowblower starts blowing bloody snow everywhere. But like everybody's already like turned their back so nobody sees it, I guess. And now we're with Randy and he's in a uh, gondola ski lift and he's trying to flirt with some girls. So he tries to tell her the legend of Skookum. She says, oh man, it's going to be a long ride. So let's hear it sort of giving him a chance, but also like very disinterested as well. He tells the story of how people flocked there due to the gold rush in like the 1700s, 1800s, something like that. But what people didn't expect were the natives living there. Why wouldn't they have expected that? It doesn't matter. Uh, So people massacre the natives. Yep. That seems to track Uh, leaving only the shaman and the shaman went to a cave to summon their God of vengeance, Skookum. They flowed down the mountain in a flurry of vengeance. And then Randy tries to make a move on the girl, and she's not having any of it. She just moves further away from him. Yeah, she's not interested in this story. Also, um, I think this is more of the real story of where these sharks came from and not his other story of this fucking shark planet. I also don't know, because it seemed like he was trying to make up this story, but like it's obviously based in legend so i'm not sure what he was trying to accomplish i i don't know just randy is so stupid i just i don't know what he was doing i'm fucking baffled (laughs) so wade and the sheriff return to the office uh tells diana and carol he's no longer sheriff duffy asks if he can go and the sheriff says yeah just keep your head down and lets him go Madison says Shredder's dead, isn't he? And Wade says, yep. And then Carol asks about Ross, and he also says, yep. They don't have any evidence of this, but... uh, I mean, yes, we can assume that they're dead, but at the end of the day, like, they haven't actually seen anything to say this, but whatever. They all leave the sheriff's office. The girl from the gondola is on the back of a snowmobile with a guy, uh, and there's another guy driving right beside them on a snowmobile. They pull over, she announces she has to pee, and heads into the woods. She's not wearing a helmet, but these two guys are. Like, so none of them offered her a helmet. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you two? Have some fucking chivalry here, guys. Jesus. (laughs) The two guys argue, saying uh, she's into one of them and not the other. She gets back from peeing, and she overhears this, and... She gets in front of the snowmobiles and asks if they argue about everything, and, you know, who cares? And then she says she knows a way that they can settle this. The first one to like some hill and back gets this. And she like rubs her chest and opens her jacket up a bit. And they're all excited. She flags them. They race. They take off. She looks very happy with herself making these uh, people, these two guys fucking race over her, endangering their lives. But you know, whatever, whatever fucking floats your boat. As they race, one of them falls off their snowmobile one guy makes back, and she's waiting for him. She says, okay, stud, now it's time to claim your prize. And she takes off her jacket. She's about to take her shirt off. The shark comes up out of the snow, bites her leg, pulls her under. The shark bites at the dude, and they're dead. And again, we kind of see a little bit of the sharks, and not a lot. Again, I'm going to say it every time. I wish I would have seen more of them, because the design looked pretty fucking cool. I really wish we could have seen more. Now we're back with fucking Randy again. So this time he's on a ski lift and he's trying to flirt with the Asian girl from earlier who doesn't know like hardly any English. And then we go back to Duffy. He's back to his dog sled and there's just blood and meat everywhere. So I'm assuming the sled team has been massacred, which I did not care for. I wish they hadn't have done that. Uh, he cocks his gun and he walks off at the hot tub. Wade and Madison tell the girls that there's five people dead or missing and that they should leave. 
they think that he's joking. He tries to explain there is a creature. One of them actually like kind of believes him, so they get out of the hot tub. Wade looks up the mountain, and we see some like blue, glowy smoke stuff coming. It's obviously the avalanche sharks. And so he screams for them to get out. The two remaining girls think, like, this is just so cool. So they just start, like, staring at it. Like, oh, my God, it's so pretty. The sharks appear in the hot tub, take the two girls down. They're dead. Bloody water. I wasn't entirely sure about how the sharks appeared in the hot tub because they just seem to be moving through snow for the most part. So I'm not really sure. I know it doesn't really matter. It is just kind of a plot hole. They're like kind of breaking their own rules of like what these sharks can and can't do. doesn't matter. I know. Just saying. Back on the ski lift with fucking Randy. He tells this girl he's an Olympic snowboarder. Pretty sure he's not. He asks her if she wants to ski with him, but like nothing much comes of it because they just really don't understand each other. Ski Patrol douche is hitting on some girl on the mountain. I think it's Randy that goes by them uh, pretty fast, uh, skiing by them. The Ski Patrol douche tells him to slow down. As he speeds past, we see in the background that he gets eaten. The girl fucking screams. The Ski Patrol douche just tells her to go. She just stands there and he drives away on his snowmobile. So he just left an innocent bystander just standing there. Didn't offer to drive her nothing. Okay, great fucking job. You're supposed to be ski patrol and you just and like so he's seen the snow sharks now or avalanche sharks, whatever you want to call them. So he knows that they're real and he just leaves this fucking girl there. Ugh. I, again, he should he shouldn't be ski patrol, let alone fucking sheriff at this point. Like, god damn. Wade, uh, Madison, and the surviving hot tub girl go to the guy controlling the ski lift and tell him to shut it down. They get into a struggle. Wade, um, well, he says he accidentally elbows fucking Madison in the face while he's struggling with the ski lift guy. But, like, he knew full well that, like, somebody was behind him trying to pull him off. And, like, he intentionally elbowed. So, I don't know. He's kind of a dick. I may, I know it's supposed to be an accident. It just really didn't look that way, though. It was so weird. Ski Patrol douche shows up. He tells Wade that he was right. And he needs to get the girls to safety. And to just, they gotta go. Like, took this guy 2.5 seconds to be on their side. Like, now he's just all with them. He's like, yep, you're all right. And we're gonna do this now. Cool. An avalanche starts to form on the mountain. Lars is in his office talking on the phone about a bunch of shit. His office starts shaking and he sees the avalanche coming down the mountain. And his windows blow into his office. It's destroyed. So he's dead. Kind of wish the sharks had gotten him, but I think it was like literally just the avalanche that killed him. Which is fine because he's an asshole either way. So the avalanche comes down the mountain. It knocks over Wade, Madison, and the hot tub girl. Wade tries to pull the hot tub girl out of the snow, but the shark comes up and bites her. The sheriff shows up and he starts shooting the shark. The shark comes after him, eats him, so he's gone now. No more sheriff. Diana sees this happen and she screams out. She's not happy. Uh, the ski patrol douche has two shark fins circling him as he shoots at them. Diana and Wade call out to him to get in the cabin. So I think they're outside of the sheriff's uh, cabin at this point, but because of the avalanche, it's like buried in fucking snow. He shoots away at them until one of them pops out of the snow and attacks. He lays on the ground like all maul like all mauled. Um, so he's not dead. So the sharks are using him as bait. Carol, Diana, Wade, and Madison are in the sheriff's office, buried in the snow. Uh, Wade finds the drawing of the snow sharks, and Diana says this isn't the first time they've appeared. Wade asks, like, what they used last time to destroy them. Diana says the townspeople hired shamans to cast off the spirits. So, like, there's, like, no bullets or anything. Like, nope. Sweet. We're fucked. <laughs> Wade says he's going to go save a douche patrol dude. Outside, Duffy approaches, and he starts shooting at the sharks around the ski patrol guy. With every shot he takes, he says, like, this is for Luna, this is for... And then he just, like, kind of starts naming off his dogs, which, I mean, I respect. I Because that's exactly what I would do. Like, don't fuck with my dogs. So you do that, and I will... Uh, I'll be crazier than Duffy, I can tell you that much. He runs out of ammo, and he pulls out a knife, but he's pulled under. 
Wade runs out with a rope to the ski patrol douche guy and wraps it around him. Behind them, Duffy is in the shark's mouth, stabbing away the shark. Wade looks at Duffy and shoots off his fucking head. I guess to put him out of his misery, but it was pretty funny either way because I was just not expecting that. Inside, everyone starts pulling on the rope. One of the sharks pops up and bites the rope. Madison tries to distract the sharks while Wade shoots at it, and then he's back inside the sheriff's office. He starts yelling to everyone that they need to get out of there, they need to run for the truck, and Madison is like, why? And Wade's reaction is what mine would be, like, why? So we can drive out of here. Like, why the fuck else? Like, And she's like, oh, but what would stop the sharks from getting through metal? And it's like, bitch, you're in a wood building. What's to stop them from busting through the walls? Like, (laughs) your logic doesn't make much sense. The office starts to fall apart, but she doesn't think the truck will be safe still. So, okay, you're just going to die there if you just stand there. Or you could at least try to make a run for it. Like, make up your mind. They start leaving the office for the truck. Ski Patrol douche is still alive and yelling at them to not leave him. Wade goes to grab a gun off the wall and one of the sharks busts through the windows and enters the office. And whilst like this is happening where it's being intercut with footage of the Asian woman and she's at the spot where we first saw the sharks appear. And so she's pulling up originally at the beginning of the movie. I thought it was just like branches or whatever, but they're actually like totems or symbols uh, made of logs. And so this is like what the shaman set up to keep the sharks at bay. So she's fixing it. I don't know why she's fixing it. I don't know how she knows what these things are. She just goes up to them and starts fixing them. Cool. We don't know why. She just does. Madison, Carol, and Diana are standing around trying to figure out what to do. Wade comes up out of the office, so he's still alive. He says he was in the shark's mouth, and then it just disappeared. So the woman setting up the totems, or whatever they are, is putting things right, I'm assuming. So she's putting them back where they're supposed to be, and as she's doing that, it's starting to get rid of the sharks. So the girls stand, like, perfectly still, and apparently that's enough to fool the sharks, apparently. Like, I don't know, I guess. All I could think of was Jurassic Park. Like, oh, don't move, it's visions based on movement. That's all I could think about when this was happening. And maybe it was a nod to that, I don't know. But anyways... Carol freaks out and she starts running away. One of the sharks uh, chases her. Everyone's yelling at her to like try and help, but she just keeps screaming and eventually she's eaten. Wade starts uh, looking at the ammo from the avalanche gun, which is in the back of this truck. The girls run over to try and save the ski patrol douche. They see the sharks coming, drop the ski patrol guy and jump into the truck. One of the sharks grabs the ski guy, slams him against the truck. The shark disappears as the woman places another totem in place. The ski douche says he's going to someplace warm, but not near the ocean and uh, not near Florida because he hears they have sand sharks. And that might sound familiar because there is a movie called Sand Sharks. And so while researching this movie, apparently it's an indirect sequel uh, to Sand Sharks. So there's something to look forward to because uh, that obviously I'm going to do that movie at some point, right? One of the sharks jumps up at the back of the truck. Wade throws uh, some of the avalanche ammo at the sharks. The girls start running away as the sharks chase them and then disappears. They start walking back to the truck. The ski patrol douche is insisting they get in the truck and leave. I do not disagree. They're fucking dilly-dallying like motherfuckers there. Like, just Get the guy, get in the truck, and then go. Like, fuck me. They think the shark is gone. He doesn't think so, and he's not wrong, because then he's finally eaten, and then the shark disappears. So yeah, he came around towards the end, but then finally he died, thankfully. I definitely enjoyed how funny how long it took him to die. Like, oh, he's going to be rescued. No, he's not. He's going to be rescued. No, he's not, and he's dead. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I definitely appreciated that. So we see uh, the Asian woman has fixed the totems, but then one of them falls over and a snow shark attacks the camera and credits roll. And that's it. Uh, Wade, Diana, and Madison just drive away in the truck. And one of the girls in the back just says like, don't look back, don't look back. Wade like immediately looks back for like a second. And then then we cut to credits 
And the credit song is like a Japanese or K-pop song. I don't know what it is, but it was catchy as fuck. So if you do stick around for the credits, just to listen to the song, it's it's fucking catchy. It's a good time. And yeah, that was uh, Avalanche Sharks or in some areas or maybe in pre-production. There's also posters of that say Snow Sharks, which actually makes a lot more sense to me as a title. I mean, Avalanche Sharks makes sense to a certain degree, but I think Snow Sharks more embodies a bit like the sharks were in the snow for the most part, not necessarily just traveling through avalanches. Like that's what caused them to appear, but that's not necessarily what they are. I put way too much thought into the title of this movie and why it should be called snow sharks, but it doesn't matter. Some of the pros, the effects were okay. Um, there were some comical moments, especially like the ski douches long ass death. Like that was a good time. Some of the cons, as I kept saying, we needed more sharks. I wanted to see more of them because the design looked pretty fucking cool. So I don't know. I feel like they could have shown it a lot more. The deaths were pretty quick. So, you know, that kind of went hand in hand with not seeing the sharks in enough detail. My favorite kill was probably the hot tub kill. It didn't make any sense because they move through snow, not water, but it was just funny. Like anytime you do something creative like that, it's usually it's funny to me and I enjoy it. Um, But I guess also like just the like ski patrol douches death like was good, too, just because it took so fucking long and he deserved every second of it. I feel like if this is somewhat related to sand sharks, that when I watch sand sharks, I feel like the sharks are going to look the same, probably like I kind of feel like maybe they just use the same design and changed it like kind of blue for this movie. Uh, I don't know, but it hey, that's something to look forward to. So that was Avalanche Sharks from 2014, directed by Scott Wheeler. Don't forget to check me out on all of my social medias at Bucket of Chum Podcast. That's for TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Slasher. And check out www.bucketofchumpodcast.com to stay up to date with everything. And if you're feeling up to it, leave a review, give me a rating, show me some love, and I'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode of Bucket of Chum. Thanks for listening to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast.